Coming up on the WAC Podcast, we talk WAC Volleyball with Debbie Humphreys, now in her 36th season at Stephen F. Austin, and on the doorstep of a career milestone, 800 wins, not too far away. Plus, we'll have Jess Radford in studio. She's filling in for Kendra Sheehan while she's on the DL. We'll talk about all kinds of stuff, volleyball, women's soccer, men's soccer, coming up on the WAC Podcast. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner with Jess Radford filling in for an injured Kendra Sheehan today. Jess, welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Thank you. Back at it again. Back at it again, getting thrust into the co-host role today. And fresh off a week-long trip on a cruise, so you're nice and refreshed. Tell us about the cruise. What, what, what you, where would you go? I mean, I don't know about refreshed. I mean, let, let, let's put something out in front first. So this was pre-established <laughs> before you took the job yes. here. This is a family vacation. Yes. Needed that week off, part of, because if people are like, going on a cruise, we're, we're in season. Now. Right. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Especially you as a former volleyball player. I know, like, bad timing to take a vacation, right? Um, yeah, family vacation, carnival cruise. We went to Ocho Rios, Jamaica, and then the Grand Cayman Islands. It was real fun. It was first cruise for you? Very first cruise. Definitely a rocky ship. Now, did you uh, take some Dramamine? No. Did you uh, feel any ill effects? From... No. Okay, that's good. I didn't good. feel like nauseous or anything, so that was good. I think the first day was the hardest. I had to get my sea legs. <laughs> I really thought everybody <laughs> was joking <laughs> yeah. when they said that, but no, it's actually a real thing. So so I've not been on a cruise myself, but I have watched a lot of Love Boat. It was a show during like the 70s, 80s, and actually on Pluto, they have a Love Boat channel. Oh. Yeah, so um, in terms of what, what uh, goes on on so you have shuffleboard you have a a pool on on the deck what other kind of things do they have for you to do on on the ship and does it seem a lot smaller by the time you're done than it did at the beginning oh great question i think it's still like so big you get lost there's no directions there's no like oh this is take a right here yeah yeah (laughs) around this corner is you know the i've seen titanic also that's not really a cruise ship, but uh, yeah. You know. Ooh, I can't think about the Titanic before I go on a cruise. <laughs> I can't think about so, that. So they have no signs. I was thinking of the Titanic. No, so I got lost a, a yeah. thousand times. So the ship is pretty big, and it's so many floors. It was like what, fourteen floors? And on the Whoa. top floor, they have like a ropes course. They have like a track, a basketball court, um, like so. Pool. So when it's rocky, as you said, like the way oh, they close it, yeah. So you can't be put, putting up shots. Yeah. So no. I, I feel like when we were in like Miami or the Gulf of Mexico type waters, it was so it was just choppy waters, and it's just you felt it every single bump, every single thing, and it was so windy outside. And it doesn't feel like we were going that fast, but it was so <laughs> it was so windy. So they closed that down, like the ropes course, of course. And it was one time I got food. Mm-hmm. It was an outdoor like food place, and I literally had to cover my plate because my food was falling <laughs> off the plate. It was so windy outside; it was flying off. Um, so all my barbecue was oh, on no. that on that deck. Well, now you're back on land, back back in the saddle, uh, back working here. So. I'm um, glad to have you back. So we are now, we got, and as we mentioned last time you are on, you're, you're the uh, media relations contact for both women's soccer and volleyball. 
So women's soccer, we're now going into week three already. Yes. I mean, this season's already starting to fly by. Our Ticket Smarter Players of the Week offensively, Gianna Gorley from Grand Canyon University. She had quite a weekend. A she scored weekend. scored a goal against Arizona, number two on our WAC Top playlist the, yes. this past week. And then she also had a big game against CSU Bakersfield. Yes, her third career hat trick against CSU Bakersfield. Yeah, she had four goals <laughs> against them. Crazy weekend for Gianna. Gianna sorry. But um, that's goal against Arizona. I know that was a big one. For yes, the, the defender fell down. I don't know if there's a term for that, you know, like in basketball. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and she did like a nice kind of like, I don't even know what that move's called. Me either. She, but she tripped her up real bad. She tripped bad. her up. She scored. <laughs> uh, and then also GCU with the goalkeeper of the week in Diera, Diaria Jackson. Yeah. What Only you got allowed. on her? <laughs> Only allowed one goal. <laughs> Season high, seven saves while facing 18 shots. So that's real good. And then five more against CSUB. So yeah. they actually had a really good weekend, their team. And defensively, the – Ticket Smarter Player of the Week, Macy Stevens of Abilene Christian. The Wildcats off to a great start. A great, amazing start. She is anchoring this team. Most shutouts they've ever had. Best career start in and, this. And it's only week, only, only two week weeks three. into the season. Yeah. <laughs> Four shutouts for this team. That's actually insane. And so then I, best yeah. program start in this D1 era. They're living it up. So Abilene Christian 3-0-1. To start the year, uh, California Baptist two and one, Tarleton, Utah Valley, Utah Tech, Grand Canyon all two one and one. So, very good start for many of our schools in WAC women's soccer. And then on the docket coming up this week, a number of teams playing some Power Five schools starting on Wednesday, where uh, Utah Valley goes to Utah to face the Utes. We have UTRGV going to Texas on August 31st on Thursday. Then Utah Valley comes back. They play BYU, another ranked team. Big rivalry there because Orem mm -hmm. and Provo right next to each other. So uh, students, fans from, from BYU can come over to Utah Valley and check that game out as well. Abilene Christian will be at Texas Tech. And Oregon travels to Grand Canyon. So we have some really big games coming up in WAC women's soccer this week. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about men's soccer. You're listening to the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner along with Jess Radford. Men's soccer got underway this past week and our Ticket Smarter Players of the Week offensively from San Jose State, Angel Inigas. <laughs> I think I have that pronounced right. And Angel Inigas from San Jose State had a goal and an assist in the Spartans' win over UC San Diego. Defensively, Utah Tech's A.J. Champini is our Ticket Smarter Defensive Player of the Week. And Stockton Short, the goalkeeper for the Trailblazers, is our Ticket Smarter Goalkeeper of the Week as Utah Tech going 1-1 one one last week uh, on the road. They lost to San Francisco 1-0 and then defeated St. Mary's 2-1. So to start the year, we had Utah Valley had a big win 4-0 over Kansas City. Uh, then fell to Western Michigan, which is ranked in some of the polls that I saw, three to one. That game was played at the FC or, or sorry Real Salt Lake facility uh, in Utah, and then Utah Tech, as we mentioned, coming out one and one. Seattle U, they started the season one and one with a loss to San Diego 
and then got the first win of the season against South Florida, 2-0. And they also had a nominee for a whack top play, but the, the whack top play actually goes to women's soccer. Tarleton's Michaela Kendall came away with the best play of the week, uh, brought to you by Hercules Tires. And that was a nice save on a PK. And as we mentioned in the previous segment, ACU, or no, it's Tarleton, sorry. ACU is off to a great start, but Tarleton also uh, playing well to start the season. Tarleton State started off with a tie against ULM, 1-1 for that one. Then they went on to play Texas A&M at Commerce, won that one 2-0. So a shutout for them, and then won another shutout on August 25th against Nichols, and that was a 3-0 shutout. So they've been starting off good. And then, of course, played against Houston on the 27th. They lost that one 1-4, but they'll be back this Friday against Grambling State. At 11 a.m., what's that, Central Time? Yeah, that's also, that's going to be at home, too. Yes. So, Education Day, so my guess is they might have some uh, students uh, coming over to watch that one, uh, being an 11 a.m. start, uh, you know, during the school day. Maybe they have some event planned and have some local uh, students coming over. and Maybe they can, you know, stop by and pass them on the way to class. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm talking about, like, elementary school kids. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes schools will have those you know, early starts so that they can have, you know, a field trip over to uh, oh, for sure. check like out the local team. Elementary, middle school. That would be nice. Little kids cheering them on. We're oh. just speculating at this point. That is very true. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, they might take some tidbits from us. <laughs> and then uh, they host Lamar on Sunday. So uh, Tarleton State off to a very good start at uh, 2-0-1 at home, 2-1-1 overall. WAG Volleyball also getting underway this past week. UT Arlington starting off with a 3-0 record. Grand Canyon, Southern Utah, Stephen F. Austin, Seattle, you all at 2-1. By the way, Debbie Humphreys will be our guest in our next segment. She is the head coach at Stephen F. Austin in her 36th season at SFA, started right out of college, head coach, still there and ran right on the the, uh, doorstep of getting 800 career victories, so only seven wins away from that. So, uh, should be happening in the not-too-distant future. Definitely happening. For <laughs> now, you yourself, a former uh, collegiate volleyball player, the the way volleyball is maybe a little different than some other sports where mm-hmm. they sco- the, you always see these preseason tournaments. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they'll play two matches on the same day. You don't see that mm-hmm. in the regular season. Oh, no. What's some of the, the mindset, what's some of the strategy of having, you know, basically a different way of playing in the non-conference as opposed to maybe once you start conference play? Um, I think just preseason workouts definitely gear you up for that because, you know, some teams I know we did at Norfolk State, we had three days <laughs> for two weeks straight. Um, and I think those definitely just gear you up for those two-a-day games a week because it is hard. Yes, you have one in the morning and you typically have one in the afternoon or the evening or at night, but it's still, like, hard on you because you're taking almost – two 300 plus swings if you're a hitter serving you know digging scraping your knees on the floor you know doing that twice in a day can be hard especially on the bones um but I definitely do think the preseason workouts definitely gear you up for that because you are just constantly playing volleyball every single day three times a day could be more could be less but you are gearing up for those um hard double header days (laughs) and we did see Utah Valley come up with the first whacked a uh, yes. big win of the year. They beat Utah three to one. Snapped eleven match game streak. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Against against Utah, and then they also played North Carolina State twice 
uh, to start the year. They lost the first one three to one, and then they wound up losing in a five set uh, uh. thriller three to two. So Sam Matoa, the head coach at Utah Valley, bringing in some pretty uh, pretty big time opponents to start mm-hmm. the season uh, for. Utah Valley, they are now going to hit the road. Uh, they play in a uh, Navy tournament, so they're going to play the Naval Academy coming up this week, as well as Old Dominion and Maryland. As uh, In WAC Volleyball, we have uh, several uh, big-time contests. We have Southern Utah playing Cal. We have Maryland at Utah Valley, or against Utah Valley, not at Utah Valley. And then Iowa State against Grand Canyon in Arizona. Also against Grand Canyon. Big weekend for Grand Canyon. <laughs> well, I love when you go against top teams. It's just so fun because, you know, you automatically go in there as the underdog. Nobody really thinks, you know. I feel like usually when you're going against Power 5 schools, um, you always automatically go in as an underdog. So that's always a good feeling for me. I, I like it. Yeah. It's no, just absolutely. like you get a chance to prove them wrong, you know. They think less of you more than likely, you know, especially it's the start of the season. So it's just like anything could happen. So many surprises. Now, did you ever have a, a, a win over a power five um, school? No. <laughs> <laughs> but you had the opportunity. Um, I think so. I really honestly don't even remember some of the teams that we played against. But I just always think, you know, just even in season, when in conference season, when you are going against a team that many people don't think you really can defeat, and we're taking them to five sets. I love a five-set game. Those are always fun. Um you get tired out. Both teams are tired. It's just like, who's the toughest? Who's about to go in and get to 15 first? Um, so we always say first to five, first to 10, first to 15. And usually the ones who do that comes out with the win. The other thing that we see this time of year, especially in volleyball, Jess, is like Utah Valley, for example, going to Navy, going to Annapolis, Maryland. This is probably not a place you would mm-hmm. necessarily think of for a non-conference tournament or, or a, you know, a chance to see these teams on the East Coast. So in terms of getting ready for the season, you know, that that's that's kind of a departure of, of maybe the type of teams you're going to see during the regular season mm-hmm. or during uh, during conference play. Oh, for sure. And I feel like, oh, my gosh, it's – coasts are so different. Like, East Coast and then West Coast teams are totally different, I feel like, um, especially in terms of, like, where players came from. You know, AU is totally different from West Coast. I feel like AU volleyball is totally different mm-hmm. from – um, West Coast to East Coast, I feel like. Um, I grew up playing against, you know, of course, mainly in the Midwest, going against East Coast teams when I played in high school. So it's just a totally different upbringing. You definitely see different types of playing and playing styles. Um, but I also think that's really good for the student athletes to see, right? Because, you know, you're normally not going against – you're going up against people that, you know, you normally wouldn't or different cultures or different, you know, techniques. Um, so that's always interesting to see, I feel like, in my experience. So Grand Canyon will be playing, uh, as we mentioned, two Power 5 schools this week as they are hosting the DCU Invitational. And they will be playing Long Island, and that will be Lopa Palooza on Friday night. And that's going to be also on uh, Fox 10 in uh, Phoenix. But they play Iowa State Saturday in Arizona on Sunday. And there's kind of a good little rivalry. We saw it in soccer, women's soccer, this past week where mm-hmm. GCU played Arizona to a tie. And I know Arizona in the past has come out to GCU or New Mexico State. So it's schools in the WAC when New Mexico State was in the WAC. Not afraid to, to travel, mm-hmm. you know, and play a road game at, at a school because obviously if Arizona loses, uh, that hurts their RPI as, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be trying to make the NCAA tournament. But that'll be a lot of fun to see uh, 
the Lopes and, of course, Claire Mitchell, their outstanding setter, came back uh, for, for another year. She's got a great story, uh, was a prima ballerina at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, turned uh, all-wax setter. So. Volleyball star. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love to hear it. <laughs> you're going to have to watch DCU a little bit because she does play different. She's, 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 uh, she looks like she's dancing. <laughs> she looks like a dancer. Yeah. Uh, when okay. she's at, she can she can bend her back, you know, and 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 do sets maybe that a lot of people can't. Mm-hmm. So because she's got oh that my gosh, the dance sad. background. I missed the first week of volleyball. It's no worries. I'm definitely catching all the games <laughs> this weekend. I well, cannot wait to watch these teams. But well, speaking of volleyball, we're going to talk to Debbie Humphreys, the head coach at Stephen F. Austin, when we come back on the WAC podcast. Peace out, guys. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner now joined by Debbie Humphreys, the head volleyball coach at Stephen F. Austin, now in her 36th season with the Lady Jacks. Coach, thanks for taking some time out. Yeah, you bet. We're glad to. This means volleyball time is here, so we're always excited about that. It is, Coach. And uh, last year, you, you come off a very nice season where you won the WAC tournament, went to the NCAAs for the eighth time in your tenure. Uh, coming into this season, the, the coaches put the bullseye on your back. You're picked number one in the Western Athletic Conference. I, I'm sure this has been uh, pretty normal for you the, the past uh, few years anyway. Uh, what's that like when, when your peers decide, hey, this is a team to beat this year? Well, I'll be very honest with you. I could care less about any preseason anything, preseason polls, preseason all-conference teams, I think what it does say is that there's a respect for your program out there. But beyond that, we haven't done anything yet. And it's important that this is not about last year. This is this year. And this is a different team. There are some a lot of returning pieces. But anytime you change the complexion of a team, even by one player, everything's different. You know, you said I've been doing this a long time. And I've had 35 and now 36 teams that are totally different from one another. So there's a growing process that is uh, still well underway. And right now, all we're trying to do is make sure that we're getting better every single day in the gym. Coach, uh, you opened up the season at the South Alabama tournament. You go two and one. You had a couple of nice wins. Uh, what, what are some takeaways you, you have from your first weekend of action? You know, there were some some really positives that we saw from our team and then some things that we know we need to work on. It's pretty normal that at this time of the season, you're not clicking on all cylinders offensively. But uh, in that, especially the last three sets that we played in our last match, I really saw our defense take a positive turn and play the level of defense that we expect in our program, that we are known for in our program. And if we're doing that on a consistent basis, we know that the offense will start clicking more and more each week throughout the season. Coach, we saw Isabella Ortiz named to the all-tournament team at the Jaguar Invitational, uh, now a sophomore for the Lady Jacks. So what improvements have you seen from her from last year as as an impact 
freshman to now being a sophomore who seems to be taking that next step. Yeah, she definitely is taking that next step. And Bella's a crazy competitor. I mean, that kid wants to win. She's not afraid to work hard. She comes in the gym getting after it every day. And just for her, I think it's knowing what to expect. She knows what this is all about now. Everything was new a year ago. We would even terminology we were using with her. She didn't quite understand all the time what we were trying to communicate to her. That's just part of that process as freshmen that they have to understand. But she was a, a solid blocker for us last year, but she's a much better blocker. And she's gotten much smarter about her offensive selection as well. So I'm expecting big things from her throughout the season. So this week, Coach, you get to be at home uh, in Nacogdoches and host the SFA tournament. That's going to be Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, tell us about some of the teams you have coming in and, and what you're hoping to accomplish this week. Yeah, I mean, Cal Poly is first up for us Thursday night, and I think that's going to be a crazy, uh, ridiculous challenge for us. Um, they're big. They're athletic. They run a very up-tempo offense, so uh, it'll be quite a challenge, but one that we're looking forward to. We'll follow that up with an old uh, Southland Conference opponent in Nichols State, and then uh, wrap up with Southern Miss, who's a team that uh, a year ago we were at their tournament, and I believe it was a 16-14 win for us in the fifth. So it was a very tight match. They've got a lot of returners. They've got a pot really potent outside and a potent middle. They're a very, very solid team. So we're getting a lot of, we're getting tested a lot very early in the season, but we purposefully set the schedule like that. We want to be challenged before getting into whack play because we know every night a whack play is like playing your rival and you better be ready to go if you want to have a chance to win. Coach, by the time you get to that point where we start WAC play, and I know this is the first of two tournaments that you're going to be hosting, but what uh, what type of things do you do in the non-conference? Are, are you experimenting with different lineups, maybe playing people at uh, some different places that, you know, just to see wh where everybody fits for, for this year's team as opposed to last year's team? Um, a little more than just experimenting. You know, we're not really experimenting with positions as much as we are with matchups and which like which setters and which hitters connect the best and then the other piece of that is we do have a pretty large freshman group and there's some there's some talent in that group so we're trying to give them court time when we can to get them that experience because there's going to be points during whack play where where we need them to come in and do a job so those are the things we're trying to accomplish uh, during the preseason here Coach, coming into this season, uh, and I know you you don't put uh, much stock into the, the preseason polls, those kind of things, but Elon Bradley, the, the preseason player of the year, Haley Hong, uh, preseason libero of the year, and, and I believe she got that award last year as well. A couple of seniors and a couple of, uh, obviously, the best players in the conference. And with that, uh, that COVID year, and you, know, you never know when people are coming back or not coming back, what does it mean for your program to, to have both of these players back on the court for you yeah um i mean certainly it's nice to have a lot of the pieces back from a, a successful team last year and just having that experience 
it's really good for because we do have a big fret we have a big senior class and we have a big freshman class so for those seniors to be around and be able to help the freshmen with their adjustment not only do the seniors become extremely valuable because what they're going to bring on the court but they're also valuable for what they're going to to provide for those underclassmen even when they're gone they're going to have done a been a big part of helping to get those freshmen ready to keep things keep things rolling when they're not here anymore coach uh, we mentioned earlier this year 36th season at Stephen F Austin and and when you became the head coach there um, not not too far out of college there um what what has kept you in Nacogdoches what is it about the city about Stephen F Austin I'm sure you, you must have had opportunities uh, at different spots along the way what why why SFA and what what uh, what has you what 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 do you love about uh, both the school and the city you know, originally YSFA is because they were the ones that were crazy enough to offer me a job right out of college. So uh, that's why, how I got here initially. But over the course of time, Nacogdoches has become home. I uh, met my husband here. We've raised a family here, just developed wonderful friendships. I love the community. I love the university. And like I said, it's it's just become home, and it's it's the place that I have wanted to be throughout my career. And coach, you're going to be coming up on a milestone uh, this season uh, on the precipice of 800. So. <laughs> What's that? We hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Yeah, yeah. I guess we we can't write that down just yet. But mm. if if things go uh, go go well, you, you could be looking at your 800th uh, career victory coming up in the, in the not too distant future. As far as a number like that, I mean, that's that's right up there with with some of the all time greats. Uh, have you been able to to kind of think about that or is that something maybe after the season you'll think about? You know, I don't. I, this is the one I usually never know these things are coming up until uh, Greg Miller points them out to me. But because we got uh within seven at the end of last season I, this is one i've actually known about for a while because we had all summer and now we're we're into a new season but um you know what it means is that i've been extremely blessed during my time at sfa you know god is extremely good he has blessed me with great players and great coaching staff and, um, you know, I have not done any of this on my own. It has been being surrounded by just tremendous people, both staff members and players. Well, Coach, we want to wish you the best and uh, looking forward to, to when you reach that milestone. Stephen F. Austin plays on Thursday, 6 p.m. Central Time against Cal Poly. That game will be available on WAC International. They also play Nichols State on Friday on ESPN Plus, as well as the University of Southern Mississippi on Saturday on ESPN Plus. Coach Humphreys, want to thank you for joining us. And as I said, good luck the rest of the way. You bet. Thank you very much. All right. That is Coach Debbie Humphreys. Want to thank her for joining us. And thank you for listening to the WAC Podcast. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.